Hey everyone, welcome to a swift kick in the soul again. We are here to talk about the great truths of our lives and how it relates to us through physical training and spiritual training. With us always is Halel Nori. Good morning. Good morning to you. I'm Marshall Coates, your host and the voice of the spiritual learner. So glad to be with you again, my man. Me too. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about injury. Mm. Yeah. A serious topic for any athlete. Indeed. I um, I like to start with a story, so I'll tell you a little story. I met last summer the woman who, until very recently, held the record for uh, women's college soccer, the fastest goal scored in a game. Oh, wow. Right. Off the initial kickoff, she scored... Within four seconds. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And she held that record for a long time. Um, Pretty hard to beat that record. Yeah. Though uh, uh, just this past year, um, it was beaten by one second. Man. Yeah. Three-second goal. Three seconds, which really comes down to a clock issue. When did they press start? Yeah. Both of them scored off of the initial kickoff. Right, just one kick and it went in the goal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and she, of course, she can't go back to college and play college ball again. So that's it. <laughs> the that, other woman, and I think the other woman is probably going to hold the record forever because it really does take the ball a certain amount of seconds just to fly half the field. So nobody's going to get two seconds. Yeah, yeah. You're that's up, never going to happen. You're so, up against that. She's physical... probably got the record forever for yes, college women's got it. soccer. Yeah. Anyways, this woman was really wonderful. And um, uh, one of the things she spoke about as being a professional athlete, she still, she plays professional soccer, Mm. um, uh, played on the U.S. national team, and also uh, plays uh, professional women's soccer. And one of the things she talked about was that is a challenge for every athlete. And this really struck me. Every athlete has to deal with injury. Mm. Among the many other things, being judged and timed, and analyzed and critiqued and competed against constantly. And statified. And statified. Is that a word? It is now. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, you have to deal with injury. She said, you never really make the U.S. team. You're always having to remake and make it again and again because there's always people competing. You're always being measured. Your stats are constantly being analyzed. If you don't cut it, you don't cut it. Yeah. Um. And you could be injured, and that could set you back. And uh, she said, in fact, you probably will be injured. Yeah. I found that really stark, but also kind of helpful and insightful. Um, I guess I think of myself as a semi-professional athlete, which mm. is odd for me because <laughs> I never thought of myself that way before. Uh, but I... As I became a martial artist, uh, you really do start to think about your body differently. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get into a more advanced level of training and intensity, uh, and I start to think of myself as an athlete, yeah, not just as an academic or as a spiritual leader, yeah, but I'm also a semi-pro. 
Okay. You know, I'm not yeah. pro. I'm not Semi-pro. that good. Semi-pro. Yeah, that sounds good. Anyways, I um, um, Master Mast actually told me something similar once. Uh, we were talking early on in uh, my Taekwondo training, and uh, he said something about how he's broken several fingers and toes. And I was shocked. I thought, no, no, I don't want that. (laughs) That doesn't sound good at all. all. I'm really enjoying Taekwondo. Don't tell me that. Um, And I just kind of forgot about it. But here I am uh, 10 plus years later, and uh, I've broken um, four or five fingers and toes uh, over the course of... He was right. I really don't like that. But he was right. Um, I've broken my toe a couple of times and broken a couple fingers. Mm. And uh, let me just say, just to be clear, it really sucks mm. to be injured like that. Yeah. First of all, it hurts. A lot, probably. Really hurts. <laughs> um, Like debilitating. Um, You break your the tip bone of your finger and you think, gosh, that's just the smallest bone in your whole body. (laughs) And uh, I broke it and it was, it completely laid me out. Mm. I couldn't pay attention at all. Yeah. Uh, Injury in the moment, why that'll put you out of the fight. Yeah. I thought about that uh, that week. I thought, gee, if I had uh, been in a real fight, uh, broke my finger that way, what if it broke my arm? That hurt a hell of a lot more, and that would be the end of the fight for me. Forget it. It's over. It's a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, You know how I broke my finger? How'd you break your finger? Um, Well, I didn't actually break my finger. Oh. A friend of mine broke my finger. (laughs) An (laughs) ex-friend? No. No, no, he's still a good friend. I don't know. I um, I was able to forgive him because he really didn't mean to do it. Um, He meant to break a board. Mm. It was during a Taekwondo test and he was um, at the end of the test and breaking boards and I was there to help with the test. And so I was holding for him and he missed the board and hit my finger. Ouch. Yeah. He came in hot too with his elbow. Oh. Yeah. Uh, They call it a hammer break because it's the same kind of break as when you hit your finger with a hammer. Yeah. That doesn't sound good at all. No, it wasn't good. Yeah. And, um... Here's the thing about injury is it takes you out of your practice. Mm. Uh, I really love Taekwondo, but here I was um, uh, several times where my own Taekwondo practice caused me this really severe pain, uh, a a lot of physical pain, and uh, laid me up for weeks at a time. When your toe breaks, you you can't do anything. Mm. Forget it. You forget Taekwondo practice. You can barely stand up and walk <laughs> yeah, around, be, stand in the kitchen and prepare a meal. Yeah. Um, uh, break your finger. You can't pick stuff up. Yeah. You can't play the guitar, uh, much less throw punches and do push-ups. Yeah, that's out of the question. That's out of the question. So injury is really traumatic, both in the moment and for the time that it takes you out of productive work Mm. Um, it hurts and then it hampers your progress 
It's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. Yeah. And, um, and of course, it also kind of makes you scared. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've held boards for a couple of tests since then. And it's with a bit of trepidation. Do you have lasting trepidation? And I, I have to kind of overcome some trauma mm. and summon some inner fortitude to be able to do it. No, I've also learned to kind of measure the abilities of the person who's breaking. Right. And think, well, if you really aren't confident about that, maybe you should think about something else. Yeah. Let's not get injured. <laughs> but it um, it's also made me very hesitant. I really don't want to break my finger again. Mm. I really don't want to break my toe again or something worse. So now you're cautious. And we've yeah. talked about that timidity, timidity before. I was just going to ask you, like, did you yeah. think the hesitation bled into timidity at all? I didn't think all? that would come up again, but <laughs> yeah. it does. And I, um, we're going to have to come back to that yeah. and talk about what's the balance for timidity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, because timidity is a balance for something, and there is a balance for that, too. Indeed, there is. Mental note, timidity, yeah. later on. Okay. <laughs> Check. Anyways, um, uh, it, it occurred to me at this, this most recent break... And um, the time I was off the mat because of it, it occurred to me that um, it's really a swift kick in the soul kind of question. Mm. Um, What's the spiritual analog? Yeah. What's the creative parallel to an injury? Um, What does a spiritual injury look like? Yeah. And what do you do when your spiritual practice causes you injury and pain? Mm. Uh, It was kind of a surprise as a question, but it really got me thinking about a lot of my experiences as a spiritual leader um, and about a lot of the things in my own spiritual life and spiritual development that had changed as a result of I don't know if I would call them injuries, but for I would call them traumatic moments. Yeah. And for now, I'm going to say, yeah, of being injured by my own practice. Yeah. I, I imagine a lot of people have traumatic moments in their life that they can relate. No. I think so. So uh, let's try to talk a little bit about the different kinds of uh, spiritual injuries that you can sustain. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and then maybe a little bit about how to uh, recover from them. Great. Um, so I think there's three or four different kinds of spiritual injuries, and I want to try to walk through them one at a time, see how they relate. One is, I'm going to call it um, guru in injury. Guru injury. Yeah, where the spiritual leader or the guru or the priest or the rabbi or whoever it is that you're following um, disappoints you in some way. Mm. Uh, it could be either something simple, uh, like you just s- see something maybe too human about them that you can't really abide. Well, yeah. Or it could be something really traumatic where they uh, exercise their power in some abusive way oh, yeah. with you and really traumatize you. I had somebody leave my congregation once because... I got angry at a board meeting and he could not be a member of a congregation where the rabbi got angry 
Interesting. I know. I thought, well, you really shouldn't be a member of my congregation. <laughs> it's going to happen I can, again. Because I can get angry about a, a number of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm capable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but people are like that. And um, uh, where they... Uh, where they see something about their leader or where their leader really disappoints them in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's really, really hard because we put a lot, we invest a lot in our spiritual teachers. Yeah, we do. It's a great responsibility. Yeah. And I would say we probably invest a little too much. Yeah. Or maybe too quickly. Yeah. We, we, we tend to quickly lump our expectations into that cask and, in our hopes that it will lift us all up. Yeah, and if we like one thing about them, then we say they're they're the savior. They're, they're, the, the, stand, <laughs> yeah. they're the stand-in for all of the great divinity of the oh, world. Oh, man, yeah, we so do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stop doing that, people. Your clergy don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but that this is not an injury to the to the clergy. This is an injury to the to the people of the congregation. Yeah. Um, uh, clergy who cheat, clergy who steal, clergy who get caught with their hand in the till. Yeah. Uh, that happens all the time, and uh, we all know about it. We we expect it. Yeah. Uh, like a professional athlete, you know, you're going to have teachers, you're going to have gurus, you're going to have masters. You need those things. But you also have to, you know, keep an eye on things and... Uh, make sure that they're okay. Yeah. And that you aren't invested too heavily in them. That's a real trick, right? It really is hard. It's hard. Um, both because there are some sharks out there, some people who really are w- wicked, mm-hmm. and because people are just people. People are just people. Yeah, we all got foibles. Yeah. Yeah. Myself included. Hey, that's right. Transparency. Um, the flip side of that, of course, is, um, uh, clergy and masters and teachers and gurus who are traumatized by their communities. That's, that's interesting. Let's talk about that. Uh, that happens more than you might like to think. Mm. Uh, when some small group of people stage a little coup against the senior pastor because Mm. they, well, they don't like how he's changing their church. Yeah, sense of ownership. Mm-hmm. I was here before you, and I'll be here after you. Oh man, heard heard it, heard it, heard it. Been there, <laughs> literally yeah. heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, and being a professional within a community, maybe you would say you need to expect to be injured if you're going to be a professional athlete. Read professional clergy. Mm. Well, you better be prepared for there to be some bumps along the way, and some people who take some swings at you. Yeah. Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. I, I don't like that. It it sounds like you're not even trying to prevent injury. And unlike in athletics, where we do an awful lot to prevent injury, That's right. in religious institutions, uh, the leadership really doesn't do a lot to prevent injury to their clergy. Interesting. Very few places say we would never let that happen. Yeah, they sure do. So um, that's a real thing. And the number of clergy, look, I've met many of them, and I guess I am one of them, who has been 
um, who feels like they're wounded by their, you know, that their professional experience um, made their own personal religious experience hard. Mm. They got injured by being a professional. Yeah. Uh, they saw some ugly stuff from the congregation, and it made it hard for them to have those feelings that they had always had. The thing that they loved caused them some measure of pain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very, uh, it's a direct analog, really. It is. Um, the, the third kind is also kind of related, where it's not the, the guru who disappoints or the priest or the master. It's where you're in a community and your community lets you down. Mm. Um, where uh, And that happens a lot in denominational politics. Yeah. It happens a lot in, um, uh, in, in institutional politics and in the evolution of institutions where you feel like it's your community and then you do something, or the community rather, does something that leaves you out. Mm-hmm. Isolation can be a deep cut. Well, and yeah, that's right. Like, wasn't this mine? Did, yeah. What didn't I belong here? And yeah. even if and when they didn't intend to say to you, "You don't count. You don't you're count not anymore. in." They did. It happened. Yeah, that's right. They circled you out of the community mm. for whatever reason. And uh, that leaves a lot of... I, I met a lot of people who had been disappointed in a previous synagogue yeah, and uh, came to our synagogue with, uh, with like one toe in the water, like really, oh, really um, hesitant yeah. to start dating again, you know, as yeah, it were, yeah. right? Like, uh, I <laughs> don't know, like, I really got burned, like, and I really didn't have a good experience. Yeah. My, my uh, finger got broken while I was holding a board. Right. Someone, yeah. yeah, that's right. And I'm, I'm really, really hesitant. Mm. Um, the, the last kind of um, spiritual injury, I think, comes f- uh, uh, not from the clergy and not from the community. It's none of those communal things. It's, um, I guess I would call it theological, mm. where, um, uh, where you, you, you have a conflict with God. A or personal injury. Like a, a personal injury. Yeah. Or where your prayer life just doesn't seem to work. Yeah. Where the things that are supposed to work ritually don't and where the lessons of the faith are 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 too hard too hard to accept i can't accept them that's that's a very deep man that's very i'm glad we're talking about this because i'm telling you the seasonal affect disorder is making me feel those kinds of injuries yeah kind of hard this winter to feel really down yeah and well how do we how do we respond when um, we feel like, you know, our prayers aren't answered? Yeah. Or how do we see the good things when we look around and the world looks really freaking ugly? Boy, tell me. I can't. I would love, let's, I'd yeah. love to know. Well, um, I'm not going to pretend to have like the simple answer to that. Yeah. Because I think that's an injury. If you, if you are sensitive 
and you think about this stuff and you care about it. You care about the the nature of you and the nature of the world around you. Mm -hmm. And it's more uh, transcendent experiences. If you care about those things, you will start to recognize that there are some things that don't work the way you thought they might have worked or you want them to work. Yeah. The way you so desperately need them them to work. work. Yes. Every person who has desperately prayed for the recovery of a loved one from terrible injury or terrible loss or terrible illness and whose prayers were not effective, Mm. still lost, uh, how do they pray the next time? Yeah, how do they pray? Uh, When you've endured something so terrible, some evil perpetrated against you that's really um, unimaginable yeah. to someone who hasn't gone through that. And I think it's inevitable to anyone who has um, uh, 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 any kind of theological uh, belief system to say, uh, you know, where is God in moments like that? Mm. Um. And I, I don't pretend to have neat, packaged-up theologies. I, I'm, I, I relate to phenomena, to what's around me. I, I look around and I say, you know, this is in in God's world. There's injury to mm. the innocent. Um, uh, little ones, yeah. all the time, and some which are unimaginably large and horrible. So uh, maybe we don't even have to look all that far for spiritual injury and trauma. If, you, if you're just a spiritually sensitive person, if you're awake a little bit and you're sensitive to the human condition, you look around, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some injuries. And if you've ever suffered really untimely personal loss, mm. unnecessary personal loss. Yeah, it feels, it feels extra unnecessary. When you're yeah, going right. through it. Right. Go ahead and preach to me about how um, uh, some, you know, some predictable uh, sermon about how effective prayer is and there's, you know, go yeah. ahead and, and I'll laugh at you. Yeah. Because uh, I've broken my toes and my fingers more than once or twice, spiritually speaking. Mm. I've uh, watched the innocent suffer more than once or twice. Um, Part of it, I think, is uh, you you have to allow a room to be just a little bit angry about the injury. Hmm. Uh, You know, my finger was broke. I was pissed off. And okay, you're allowed. It it, it is. It sucks. It's really terrible. I think I don't have to put a, a a neat shiny bow on the package. This package isn't beautiful. It isn't beautiful. This reality is not lovely. It's unjust. It seems wrong. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think you have to allow room for that. A- anger. That's interesting. Um I think though if if that is your only response uh, then you doom yourself to a life of anger. Mm. 
right? You can you you can shake your fist. Yeah. But if you if you walk around your whole life with your fists clenched, well, then you can never hold anybody's hands and you can never receive anything from every anybody ever again or give anybody any kind of gentle tender touch. Mm. So, uh, shake your fist. Uh, but eventually you will have to open it up again and allow some room for the recovery to begin um, and to slowly walk your way back in. Yeah. Uh, I, I know people who had terrible traumas who could not come to synagogue. They just couldn't do it. They lost a parent at a young age. They endured some kind of very difficult uh, trauma. I had uh, Holocaust survivors in my congregation. These were people who had seen things I, I really could not imagine. Yeah. Um, and it was hard for them to stand and say, God is good and sing all the great songs about, that we sing in all the flowery liturgy. Because they know the opposite truth also. Yeah, they've experienced a piece mm -hmm. of the oppositeness. Yeah, uh, it was hard for them to say, "Isn't this sport great? I love this sport." <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's great, uh, except for the people who got injured because of it. Yeah. Isn't our synagogue wonderful? Well, yeah, except for that uh, pastor who you ran out of town, mm. or those people, that whole sub community which you said you're not welcome here. Yeah. Um, yeah, those kinds of injuries are very real. Now, um, uh, let's talk a little bit about recovery. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, while it's true that if you're an athlete, you're going to get injured, and I'm sorry if you do it long enough, you might break a toe or two. Um, but there's a, there's a way to recover, and I think there's a way to approach injury. Even, as, even if it's inevitable. Uh, one is to recognize that it is inevitable. Yeah. Right? It's an mm -hmm. acceptance. It's a basic acceptance that life is not a straight path without any little dips along the way where you don't get hurt. Mm, yeah. Life is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the path is twisted. Yeah. Sometimes you will fall and get hurt. And... Uh, uh, the reality of spiritual injury and physical injury is that it also requires the reality of some spiritual toughness. Mm -hmm. You have to develop a certain toughness for life. You're going to be let down yeah. by some people who you venerate. You're, uh, you're, you're going to be a part of communities that sometimes you will have to leave them because... You cannot be there anymore. Or relationships which you have to leave because you can't be in them. Yeah. You're going to, I'm sorry to say, face things for which your only response can be to be angry at the creator of the world who made a world in which such terrible things exist. Yeah, that's the truth. So um, I, I don't mean this in a callous way. I mean... Toughen up. There's going to be injuries. You want to be a professional athlete? Toughen up. You want to be a great spiritualist? 
get a little tough. Mm. Um, two is um, when you think about uh, how you actually get back into the athletic practice from the injury, because the injury isn't just about like, I I'm upset about the injury or I'm hesitant, but it actually hurt too much to do it. You're actually physically prevented, but then you slowly start to heal. Mm -hmm. That's a natural process. If we don't get in the way of healing. Yeah. The creator of the world also created healing. So healing happens if we get out of the way. Right. Um, and you cannot wait until you're 100% healed to get back into your practice. Right. That's actually not good for the healing. Right, right, right. You need, it's a, it has to be a slow merge back into the practice. Yeah, So definitely. come back on the mat slowly. Come back to church gently. Mm. Uh, don't try to, Make it all great and throw your greatest kick on the first day you're back on. You right, you're pick gonna up where you left off. You can re energy. Yeah, you injury. can you can re injure yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't re injure yourself. It it sounds like what we're saying is that or what you're saying is that we, in a way, you have to like refigure out who you are through the process of healing, because you cannot just pick it back up. You have yeah. to really redefine a few things. Yes, the self discovery of injury. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Because just as your physical training reveals your capacity and your capabilities and how amazingly high you can jump and what amazing kicks you can throw and how far you can kick the ball, uh, it also reveals your limits. Mm. And if you want to know yourself, which is really the purpose of spiritual practice, self-discovery, um, that injury is where you come up against your limits. Mm actually go beyond them a little bit. You learn them. It's hard. Yeah. It hurts to discover your limits. Mm -hmm. And to learn that you can't do everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. There is that relearning, rediscovering who you are. M maybe it's part of an ongoing creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're constantly recreating, and I don't mean that in 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 just like a you know self helpy kind of way. I mean we're literally uh, constantly recreating who we are as we rediscover ourselves through our experiences and the things they teach us about ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Um, that requires a measure of trust, which is one of the other ways you recover. Mm. You kind of have to trust. Eventually you're going to have to throw a full on power kick again. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to hold that board for someone who's throwing another full on power <laughs> thing. And, um, you're going to have to trust. Yeah. Uh, it is hard to trust, but the reminder is, for every time you had some injury, there were a thousand times where you did not. Right. And uh, you have to remind yourself of the growth and the beauty that exists in all those things. What, what are you going to not go back on the mat? You're going to deny yourself the joy of singing in church? 
forever? Mm. I hope not. Yeah. I mean, that is an option to walk away. Sure. And sometimes I guess the injury is so extreme that you have to walk away. The recovery means I'm not, I can't play anymore. Mm. Uh, and that is, that's going to require a longer recovery, I think. Yeah, probably so. Um, but that trust that um, y- you do know what to do, it will be okay. There is good in the, in the practice. Mm. Um, uh, though God allowed the injury, God also allows the healing. Yeah. And we have to make room for that healing too. Um, the last thing I think you have to do as you grow wiser, and maybe this only happens with age, is um, every time I go on the mat now, I tape up my two little toes on both my feet. Mm. Even if all I'm doing is teaching the class that day and I'm not coming on to exercise hard. Yeah. I tape up my two little toes because I've broken them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I take some preventative measures. Uh, you want to recover from your injury? The best way to recover from your injury is don't get injured. <laughs> right, don't get injured again. <laughs> Um, take a few <gasps> preventative steps. Don't put all of your trust in an untrustworthy guru. Mm-hmm. Tape your toes up. Yeah. Still go to the mat and tape your toes up. Still go to the mat and tape your toes up. Every mm-hmm. time every yeah. time I do it. It's part of your it's changed your it, ritual. It's cha- changed my ritual. Mm-hmm. That's right. Part of my ritual is to recognize the potential for injury. Mm-hmm. To Take, it's really a small little sacred moment, taping up my toes. I do it the same way every time, uh, like all of my little rituals. It's part of my on-the-mat ritual. Mm. Uh, People always ask, why are you doing that? I said, because I've broken my toes before and because I don't want to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lesson to be taught in that, too. There's a beautifully simple answer, you know. Right. Be prepared. Mm. Don't just walk into your spiritual life without your guard up a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. You don't have to just be ecstatic and totally wide open. Yeah. Yeah, you can take a few preventive measures. This is good. I think people need to hear this, that particular thing. Thanks. It's okay to... Right. To be a little... Isn't... Isn't that sort of like the gift of sense, common sense, and <laughs> skepticism? Yeah. Right? I mean, we, uh, since, since the dawn of creation, we, we have a mind. And uh, I think we're expected to use it. And, and part of that is, uh, you know, common sense. Like, mm-hmm. don't just take everything someone says on faith, in quotes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, right. Uh, have your guard up. Exactly. That's right. Man. Cool. Very cool, man. Well, this is very special for me. I, I really needed to hear this today. Oh, well, and thanks. I, yeah, and I uh, I hope you guys out there listening got a lot from this as well. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, this has been a swift kick in the soul. Thanks, Hillel. Till next time. Till next time.
man. Thank you so much. Oh, was, this is really, mm -hmm. really, I, really I, good for I me. Touched something. Oh man, for sure. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I prayed a little bit before you got here. I was like, God, please give me a little, <laughs> little something, you yeah. know, today, uh, would be great. Good. And uh, it really has it. It's yeah. It's, it, this is very important to me. I really appreciate good. you good, being good. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. um uh, uh, here's one other thought I had. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. We could. Yeah. Hey, here's one other hey, here's thought one I other had. Th one more thing, uh, y'all. Uh, one more thing. One more swift kick in the soul. <laughs> you can never have um, too many. Is injury happens in a moment, and recovery takes a long time. Mm. Really hate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be so much better if it were the other way around. Although some injuries are actually um, uh, uh, take longer and slower, slower, longer time to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, injury is, it, it, it happens quickly. You know, you, you, you break your toe. It, it, it was one instant. One little instant. Right. Um, and there's no going back. Uh, it happened. It happened. Uh, forever it's going to have happened. Uh, and then eight weeks till it's healed. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, Holy I mean, come moly. on. You got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, if you enjoy Swift Kicking the Soul, we would love it if you could rate us and leave a review. Yeah, please. And please subscribe to us and tell your friends. Um, if you want to send us a message, you can look us up on Facebook, Black Belt Rabbi on Facebook. Uh, and the email address is rabbi at hallelnori.com. That's right. We'd love to hear from you and hear whatever you'd like to uh, hear about on uh, one of our episodes. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks.